0: This is a podcast for creatives exploring the art of writing ugly, embracing it, and pushing forward. I'm your host, Brooke Shantae, and I'm journeying on my own path as a writer, uncovering hard facts, hidden truths, and occasionally sharing some interesting experiences along the way. Stay tuned for heavy rotations of positivity, productivity, and possibility. Welcome to Creatively Imperfect. Hello writers! Welcome back to the ninth episode of the Creatively Imperfect Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Shantae, and I'm here to help you embrace all the writing frustrations. We can do it together, one frustration at a time. Welcome aboard to any new listeners, and lots of love and positivity to all those that continue to return and listen. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. It is still NaNoWriMo. I believe we are in our last week or so, but who's counting right like who's really counting down each day this week everyone (laughs) I think most writers participating in this event yeah they're all counting down these days to to, to the t like the last drop this is the final stretch guys writers will need to get as many words in as they can this week to reach the goal of 50k by next Monday can it be done well come November 30th, we shall see how many in the community were able to win this challenge. It's it's going to be fun. It's it's all fun. It's all happy sprinkles and warm socks and fuzziness and rainbows. It, it's great. It's really great. I am, on the other hand, struggling. And when I say struggling, I mean struggling. I'm struggling to stay afloat. My word count is way behind and I've been doing writing sprints all weekend to make some kind of dent. Is it helping? I don't know. I mean, when you think about it, any amount of words that you can include in your writing project, it's going to help your story move forward. So there's that. But there's no way I can give up now. And I might as well just keep going. I'm about 20,000 words deepish. And although I will most definitely rather not almost for sure not meet the goal of 50K. <laughs> I'm still very much excited to continue writing my story. And I'm actually thankful for NaNo because it's the only time of the year when I can get the most writing done in a single month. Now, don't get me wrong. I write throughout the entire year. However, November is the month for me to just hunker down, get the words out. I write the most during the month of November. It's a proven fact. It's what I do every time. So that's something I'm very proud of. And you should be too. If you're falling behind on your word count, but you have somehow found the courage to still write, pat yourself on the back and celebrate this small win. It's not victory, but it is persistence, dedication, and drive. That's major, and you should feel good about all of it. Many writers get hung up on the word count aspect during nano, and I'm guilty of this as well. Sometimes I do have to remind myself. But NaNoWriMo is far more than a daily word count. It's connecting and expanding as a writer. It's a part of the journey. And when it's all said and done, each writer that participated is able to reflect on their strengths and weaknesses and learn more about themselves. Not just as a writer, but as a human being. They may have uncovered some strengths they didn't even know they had if they didn't push themselves this month. Or they might, you know, have to become more realistic about their writing schedule and routine. Whatever it is, they are becoming better writers. And I love NaNo because it pushes me to, at minimum, try my best. So if my best in a month can only be 30,000 words because I'm trying to maintain a household of six people and two cats, because you can't forget about the cats, right? And that comes with its own slew of demands. Then that's my best. And I need to celebrate that. There's folks out there in this world that wish they can get started with writing a novel, And they're not, because they are simply too afraid to do it. And no shade to those individuals, but I've passed that hump. I'm not afraid to write. I want to write, and will continue to, whether I win Nano this month or not. I am a writer. I believe in me. And that brings me to my next topic, imposter syndrome. I was talking to a sister friend of mine about this very thing, imposter syndrome, and how it sneaks up on writers. Sometimes we don't even know that we're experiencing it, but it is in fact happening, and if we're not careful to nip it in the butt, we will do more damage than good to who we are as writers. Let's unpack the term imposter syndrome for a moment, for those of you that are going like, wait, what? (laughs) As there are all kinds of definitions online about it, all kinds of books and posts explaining it, and I'm looking at my notes so I can reference this correctly, first identified by clinical psychologists Pauline Clance and Susan Imes back in the day-day of 1978. So long story short, it's a whole mental thing that's been jacking people's mindsets for decades. My definition for this, for all my folks that can't really get with the fancy terminology and just need a simple clue like me, (laughs) imposter syndrome... As feelings of dread and or self-doubt. A person can become convinced that they are not skilled or knowledgeable in their area of expertise, i.e. writing, and will somehow be exposed to the fraud they really are. It's a form of self-sabotage that will eat you whole and even prevent you from doing the thing that you are trying to do. So for writers, the mere act of writing or even Actively pursuing a career in writing can lead to imposter syndrome. You could be a best-selling author with six publications a year and still experience this. It can hit any writer at any time. And when it hits, it hurts. Imposter syndrome tells you straight up, listen, you're no good at what you're doing. You're writing blows and you know it. Why are you wasting your time? It reminds you of your failures and fears with writing. It forces you to compare yourself to other writers, sometimes with people you don't even know. Like, you You don't even know folks, but you, you're out here comparing your work with them, putting yourself in some sort of secret competition only you're aware of and failing at. It's wild. Imposter syndrome can manipulate you into believing that your first draft that you just spent the whole year on is complete dog poop. And make you give up on it because you're afraid to get to that second draft and face all the terrible mistakes you made in the first because, well, no one's going to read that mess, right? That's essentially what it is. And during a month like NaNoWriMo, when writers are dedicated to putting that work in, man, imposter syndromes hanging out quietly in the background, just lurking, eager for an opportunity to sprinkle its poison all over you and watch you and your project both wither away. I've had conversations with imposter syndrome on the regular we are We are not the best of friends at this time. <laughs> we are not because it really tries to do a good job in getting in my head, and i'm I'm just not here for it. I can't tell you how many times this month alone imposter syndrome tried to come at me and get me to stop writing my project for now, but you're behind. you'll never catch up. Look on Instagram. all your writing buddies are beating you. Your story's no good. No one's going to even read it. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm not entertaining you or your negativity because it's not helping my story or adding to my word count. And lots of times, imposter syndrome will just take a back seat and keep itself quiet. I'm serious. I say it out loud because I need to feel my self-motivation. I want to hear how I sound overcoming that challenge, overcoming that roadblock. And when I hear myself, it gives me the push I need to keep it moving. Writers, if you're experiencing this form of self-sabotage, know that you are not alone and know that you can overcome it. You may have to remind yourself on more than one occasion, and that's okay because imposter syndrome will not stop just because you told it to last week or even today. It will keep coming back. That's its job. So let it do its job, but that doesn't mean... You have to make its job easy. So, I have three ways to share with you how I fight this pesky annoyance called imposter syndrome. And these tips can work for you or they could not. It's just what I do to keep self-doubt at bay. Number one, make use of a journal. Hey, we're writers, right? So why not put that skill to good use? But not just in the form of a novel or short story, let's take it to a journal and write out how we're feeling about what we're writing. Before and even sometimes after a writing session, I like to write in my journal about my project and how I feel about it. Yes, I do include things such as word counts, but I also write about my progress overall. Did I accomplish my goals during this writing session? Were there any roadblocks? Did I discover something new about myself during the process? This helps me to see what my strengths and weaknesses were for that particular session and aim to improve or do something entirely different, come the next writing session. Having a journal nearby will while you write will help you establish a habit of using it. Number two, believe in yourself as a writer. Far often as writers, we are the most critical to our own selves. We are the ones beating ourselves up about our writing when everyone else is cheering us on. Believe in you Believe in what you have going on as a writer. It is enough. Even if it's just a few short stories you've written over the summer or last year, or maybe you have an unfinished poem that doesn't make any sense to you at the moment, or even if it's just a third draft that you're awaiting back from an editor. Trust in you. Trust in your writing. Trust that you can only grow and learn with each mistake in each project. Own up to being a writer. You're not writing to breathe, so you can do without it, of course, but you do it anyway because you enjoy the art. So even if you're not that skilled, trust that you can still do it. So what if none of it makes sense? You're still a writer. Believe in you because no one else can do that part for you. Number three, join a writing community. Sometimes when a going gets tough, All it takes is that one person to root for you and your goals to get you back on track. Our community of writers are filled with some of the most positive and inspiring people I know. They are oozing with motivation and genuine happiness for their fellow writers. And many that's a part of the writing community haven't even met their writing buddies in real life. But that support system? Now that, that's real. Nothing like an Instagram writing buddy You've never met to give you that jolt you need to keep writing. These folks are intense and they're super encouraging. I saw a post come up in my feed the other day of a writer that I didn't know, but she was talking about how she overcame feelings of doubt and was able to get through her frustrations and publish her book. I made a comment on her post that I was proud of her. We're not following each other. But her post just happened to come up in one of those like hashtags that I follow. And I was captivated by her story. So much so that I felt compelled to, gra- con- to congratulate her. And it's like that all the time in the writing community. People will cheer for you because they genuinely want to see you win. They can relate to the struggle, the frustrations, all of it. They know the pains too well and are eager to offer some support wherever they can. It's beautiful. So those are my tips. Now, I only got three, and as I continue to grow, I may be able to add on to this list, but these things have helped me combat feelings of self-doubt, and maybe they can help you too. Have you ever experienced writer imposter syndrome? How do you deal with feelings of self-doubt and fraud? Anyone not ever experienced these feelings? or well, what keeps you focused? Share your thoughts with me. I'd love to hear all about it. If you're listening here on Anchor, there is a message feature available. Or you can just send me a message on Instagram at Creatively Imperfect. Let's just talk about it. Imposter syndrome. How do you overcome it? All right, friends. Now it's time for so long. No, let me stop. But it is time to go. (laughs) I know you have plenty to do today. But I do thank you for taking some time out to include me in your day. I appreciate you. If you've enjoyed this week's episode or any episode and want to support your girl, you can do so by leaving a rating or even a review with your honest feedback and support. Again, I truly appreciate you. Get yourself on my email list. I send out monthly newsletters detailing my latest content that's available or coming soon. And you can get your name on the list by heading on over to my website at creativelyimperfect.com. I will leave you with the words of Maureen McCann. She's an executive career strategist that I do not know. But her quote is really fire and it goes great with this topic. Maureen says, my guess is there is no real fix for imposter syndrome but to bravely challenge it on a regular basis until you begin to feel it less and less and it slowly fades away. Until next week, creatives, happy writing.